Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to a very, very, very long-awaited episode of the EWB podcast. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. How does it go? What's that? What's that Aaliyah song? Been a long time. What? Shouldn't oh, have left yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, without without right. a yeah, there you go. Without a don't, don't beat to step two to step two to step two. This is, uh, you just ate, like, out of yourself age-wise. Everyone knows you're in your mid to late 30s. Now, yeah, so. yeah. Well, I don't I don't think I could have passed to any older or any younger. That's that's what I am. And, hey, you know, we're, we're out here spewing shit about, you know, Mookie Blaylock as our, as our starting point guard. So that, that should that should really age us and, and let the listeners know who we are. Cause... Do mooks, man. Hey, give you give you five bucks if you remember who we traded for him. I, I actually don't. It's uh, well, I don't know exactly what the package was, but we traded Jason Terry, the the draft pick for Jason Terry. That, that, the draft pick that what became Jason Terry. Exactly. Yeah, it was like the yeah. number four overall or something. Um, There's your Nito status <laughs> the, the, the nito warriors history element and man like I, and i remember that happening and then if you look back now you're like dude that guy retired like two three years ago like that is how old we are that we were we were paying attention that close attention to warriors basketball that long ago um should really really give the listeners an idea of how old we are so um, not, not that the, you know, five listeners already don't know how old we are, but in case you're a newcomer to this pod and you had no idea how old Emil Wang of the EWB podcast is, you have a pretty good idea now. And for those of you who don't know, I can't do a, an EWB podcast talking about the Golden State Warriors without my buddy, the Genio James Liao. How's it going, man? Just, uh, we're, we're... High times for GSW fans right now. You know, it's uh... it's crazy to think that you know playing playing tournament aside, dating back to last season, we have actually gone twenty six and six in our last thirty two regular we went, season. We like, went 15, fifteen and five, right? We went Was fifteen the, and five. Yeah, to end the season. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy part is, you know, the roster really hasn't changed that much between that team that went 15 and 5 and this team that went 11. well i take that back the people that were playing on that 15 and 5 team the majority of them are still on this team with the exception of kent basemore uh but we've had some awesome additions man and that's what's contributed to this stellar 11 and 1 start so really the focus of today's episode will be talking about the success that the Warriors have seen this early on in the season without Clay Thompson and James Wiseman, which has been which has been a, a very pleasant surprise because, you know, we knew they would be good and we knew their schedule was easy, but did you think we would be eleven and one good twelve games into the season? I, I yeah, I don't think anybody could have reasonably said that we were gonna be eleven and one after twelve games. Right. Like you know, probably realistically if I had thought maybe it was, you know, a solid run, be like eight and four, you know, like I probably would have been like, oh yeah, you just drop random games. It's a long season. You just drop games. Somebody doesn't show up or something. You just lose that game. Right. So like, you know, eight and four, I would have been like plenty happy with. 
you know, mm-hmm. because that's probably about the win percentage we were expecting in terms of like, oh, this is an easy stretch. And then this is really going to be like, you know, I think when you and I were talking, we were expecting it to be like, maybe like we can maybe just avoid the play in, you know, so like maybe a five, six seed, you know, like I didn't really see us getting into the top four without something, you know, Clay coming back and go, yeah. yeah, or like Clay coming back and going gangbusters like right away, you know, and it's just like it was not reasonable to expect that. Um, it still isn't, but it's like, you know, I thought maybe we were at best like a five seed, you know, yeah. but then, yeah, so then it's like how, under what circumstance would I have ever guessed that we would have been 11 and one? It's It's been crazy. There's been a couple of games we really probably, you know, we, we would have lost last year. Guys. Yeah, we could have lost some of the, a lot of these games last year. And then we, instead of losing it, we come back in the third quarter and we're just overwhelming teams. Yeah. It, it it's crazy because like yeah you know to your point like name the shittiest team in the nba right now like the pelicans without zion right if yeah. we were if our team last year were to play the pelicans without zion 12 times we would be a nine and three team like yeah uh, i don't even think we'd be 11 and one yeah, yeah exactly so so the fact that this team was able to maintain focus uh and maintain this identity really and 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 credit to Steve Kerr's coaching to make those halftime adjustments and kind of be the be the dynasty warriors of old, you know, of 2014 to 2019 or whatever, and you know, outscore opponents by like an average of 10 points in the third quarter. You know, credit to everybody for for our team having that success. Yeah, for sure. And like you were saying in the beginning, it's a lot of it is the personnel changes. Um, you know. You look at some of the guys that we lost. Um, Kelly Oubre was a major minus player. Yeah. Um, he was one. He had one of our like worst plus minuses. Um, Pascal, good uh, rookie season in terms of individual stats, but he we tried to fit him in, but he kept getting injured. And when he came back, he, we couldn't really play him at the small ball five, and we had all these issues with EP. Like we like him. I like him still, but like. It just doesn't fit the team, you know, and just like he was a little limiting about, you know, limited on what he could do. Um, we had guys like Nico and, you know, Smiley, and, oh you know, and yeah. Brad. <laughs> Brad. Brad, dude. So bad. Yeah. And but then but again, he's the foul machine. Right, know? right. And, and again, it's worth noting, right, that. You know, Pascal wasn't playing in that fifteen on that fifteen and five team. No, no. Uh, uh, Ubre wasn't playing on that fifteen and five team. Uh, uh, I think he did. He played a, a few games in early in the stretch, right? Right, like right. But he yeah. he wasn't he a, a major. Yeah. yeah, he got hurt. Wiseman wasn't a part of that. So, a lot of these minus players, um, you know, weren't a part of that in 15, 15 and, and five run. And, and Brad Wanamaker was yeah. gone by then. And yeah. Nico, you know, we figured out was going to be part of the rotation. You yeah. know, we really rolled out our best seven. And, and we, keep in mind, guys, yeah, yeah, we were still playing Michael Mulder uh, during that stretch. Yeah, yeah. And, and to think that, you know, we went 15 and five against, you know, an, honestly a pretty easy schedule. That that Those yeah. 20 games weren't against world beaters either. But um to to think that you know we went into the offseason only lost Baysmore, but added Iguodala, Otto Porter Jr., Bielitsa, Jordan Poole got better, Dame Lee came back, which is also a huge plus. Uh and then we got Gary Payton the second, which 
I mean, that is, I don't even want to call it reloading. That is like, you know, get, like getting, you know, a, like a whole nother arsenal that to add on to what you already had, because these are all very good players that, that have made our roster uh, so deep, so versatile, um, and really gives us that, that veteran edge that, you know, like, you know, the names you were listing from last year, Ubre, Pascal, um, you know, these, these, these dudes just aren't the, the veteran savvy types that make your team yeah. better. Yeah, for sure. And we thought Brad was going to be that. And he was <laughs> barely an NBA player. I don't know. Oh, uh, is he on like a, like a, you know, end of the bench role right now? No, he's, the, he I plays with the Sandone Golden Tigers. Yeah. It may be, you know, I prefer <laughs> the whatever flying dragons or whatever i forget whatever sandy she flying dragons or whatever the fuck it is. I dude i can't even name like five chinese cities so. yeah, <laughs> the worst chinese person ever maybe maybe he's playing with jeremy and beijing ducks <laughs> yeah they're you know? beijing duck shanghai shark but like... yeah i mean like look you know the combination of the veterans right so you know taking on bielita um was huge because he fits the system so well um, and then Otto Porter Jr. was looking um, – we nabbed him at the minimum because he was looking to rehab his value because he had been injured for the last couple of years. So he understood that you know, if I can just get healthy and be on a team that lets me just like be a 3 and D wing and just like rebound, shoot the ball, you know, do all these things, play defense, then you know, I might be able to get a, a bigger contract moving forward. You know, and these guys are all veterans. Both those guys are veterans. And then Dane Lee is, you know, fourth year with the team now. You know, guys like that. And then, you know, Gary Payton has played in the system. And then we kind of found a nice role for him. Like, it's just like so many, like the coaching staff also has been very, very, you know, I think we we definitely made some changes in the coaching staff too. Um, Some development guys and stuff like that. And I think, you know, that's part of keeping ideas fresh too for Kerr, you know, right. bring in Kenny Atkinson, bring in, you the know, Serbian guy. Yeah. Uh, the, Joker's, you know, uh, yeah. Coach. Just like different coaches from different backgrounds and stuff like that, that could give you some different looks and different ideas, how you play defense, the offense, like what kind of stuff you can run, what kind of lineups you can throw out there. Right. It's like all kind of stuff that, you know, if you have the same people, you're going to keep thinking the same way. Right. But then, you know, you have your right-hand man, Mike Brown, and then you have all these other new assistants who I think, you know, contribute to helping Kerr make better decisions, too, or different decisions yeah. than what we would normally yeah. do. And a lot of warriors of the old also, right? Zaza, uh, Leandro Barbosa, Sean Livingston, like dudes who carry a lot of clout within the organization it still have that veteran wisdom. Like, you know, they, they've – they've played against a lot of the players that the Warriors are still playing against right now. So they have that, that knowledge that they can still share, uh, which is something that shouldn't be overlooked either. And they're also kind of that voice in the locker room that um, is still more kind of at the player's level than what the coach, like how, than what we would, we would imagine the coaches to be perceived at. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so many changes, and, and there's so much to talk about regarding the success. The success. You know, uh, Steph, obviously, has been stellar. Draymond's looked good. Uh, Looney's been about the same same 
you know, kind of steady, you know, not so mistake prone, but low ceiling kind of kind of guy. Wiggins, I would say, has taken a slight step back, but you know, not not something I'd be concerned about. So I really want to focus on you know the new additions and the big improvements to the team. So I'm going to give you five names, and I want you to tell me of these five which two have made the biggest impact. Okay. So uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, it's going to be six names. This is how deep the team is. Okay. Uh, Jordan Poole's improvement, Damian Lee's kind of consistent role off the bench, the addition of Otto Porter, the addition of Bielitsa, the somewhat re-addition of Gary Payne, or the return of Andre Iguodala. Of those six players, which two do you think have had the biggest impact on this team and, and you would credit uh, for the most success? I think that's I think that's really hard to pick too because I think part of the success is like everybody has been mm-hmm. chipping in, but I think uh, well I, so I I'll, I'll preface this question with remember Clay's coming back right so Clay right. and then Wiseman's going to get some minutes so it, it's tough to say you know prioritize or, or value you know two or three more than the other three but. Yeah that is a decision that needs to be made somewhere down the road. And, you know, there is, what's it called? Um, I don't even know what the term is, but like if a Gary Payne is only getting five minutes in a game versus, you know, 20 minutes a game, you might not see the same kind of impact that he would have in those five minutes as he, like he would in five minutes of his 20 minute stretch, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. I know what you're getting at. It's basically like, you know, there's going to come a time where when, you know, specifically when Clay and Wise come back, that we're going to have to drop some guys' minutes. And I think that's going to be obviously the case. But, um, you know, I think that's the the main thing here is also for me, the depth is and the line of versatility is really critical like would you go in deep playoff runs because you know you you want to have the versatility um around for the playoffs so that depending on the matchup you can throw different things like even in a seven game series if you have versatility in the in the lineup you can throw different things right you can throw gary payton to for stretches right you know if if you know, it ends up working better. You can play them more. And if they figure that out, okay, well, let's go away from that. We have all these different guys that we can play, right? Up Dane Lee's minutes, right? And then, or like, you know, if you want more veteran uh, presence, make sure Iguodala gets maybe instead of 15 minutes, bump him up to 20, 25, right? You have all these different things that you can adjust. Or if he's not having it, you know, yank him, like, and then put Otto Porter in for shooting. Like, you know, we just have so many different lineups that you can kind of cobble together and then like they have a legit seven footer if Wiseman's healthy at least he's a big body you know bigger than Loon right so that's yeah. another aspect that you can throw in there but you know it's hard to like start trying to think like you know what we're gonna have to cut because we've been gelling so well recently yeah. you know so it's like really it, it's difficult from I like for 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 me at least in the moment to be like oh you know what we're gonna have to cut these guys because I think all those guys 
have been very helpful. Like all those six that you've listed, Iggy back was so good. Belly has been incredible, you know, and love really like Otto Porter Jr. Dude, this guy's a dead eye shooter, dude. It's crazy. Otto Porter Jr. and Belitsa just like bombing threes and just like nailing them. 50% shooters, like, and they're crazy. Belly with the playmaking and then OBJ's a, you know, solid defender, great rebounder. Like guy fights for rebounds. Yeah. You know, and yeah, just like, and dude, speaking of rebounding, we're like a good rebounding team right now, which is like crazy. We're, we used to be like the worst, <laughs> you know, like everybody, it's like all these guys, like Gary Payton, like all these guys, when they start playing, everyone's like gang rebounding. Everyone's like going back, you know, making sure that we secure boards, like Draymond's doing a good job. Like Loon's had these career rebounding games. Like, I'm just like, dude, this is crazy. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 it's what worries me too, right? And you and I had a conversation, like I forget it was yesterday or two days ago, but a part of us almost don't want Weissman to come back. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, like, it's or of, put him on the trading block. It sucks block. to say. Yeah. 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 It's like G League him or something like that because you're just like, <laughs> man, like Loon is playing so well. Like, you know, do we really have it's It's like, you know, once we determine that, you know, we're going to go full contender status, it's like, you know, how much can you spring along, you know, these guys? And it's like, you know, you and I were talking about JP's minutes in the playoffs. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that is, you know, that is probably going to shrink if he, especially you can't afford these mistakes, you know, it's like, it's, it's crazy to think about, but then it's like also like a good problem to have, you know, cause you're just having these, you have all these young guys. Um, and then you can throw them in there. Like even yesterday, like, you know, just spot minutes against these teams. Like, Kaminga, like, had a great run yesterday outside of garbage time, you know? Yeah, just the great, you know, defensive presence. And, you know, it's like, dude, you just moody, solid, you know? It's like, these guys are... Yeah, it's, so it's funny. We, we have three lottery picks, you know, a two, a seven, and a 14 that we, we yeah. don't even need, like, we, we don't even need them. to talk about as part of yeah. our depth chart, which is insane and and, you know kind of going back to your point about you know adjusting people's minutes feeling people out that's what's nice about being 11 and 1 right because we can start taking some tumbles you know especially in those close like in those games against the really good people why not try you know seeing how jay pool responds right especially good teams yesterday exactly good chicago team yeah you know yeah it's like you know our record's so good we don't need to worry too much about losing to a good eastern conference team because we only see them twice a year we're not going to see them in the playoffs until the finals and that's only going to be one team so you know who really cares if you lose to them you don't have to feel like they have your number so i I like it i I think it's awesome i'm gonna i'm gonna you know make a call here and say i don't think jordan Poole's improvement has been that much of an impact i've liked dame lee's stability um, and that's certainly one of some games, but I gotta say, man, Gary Payton too, and uh, and Bielitsa, like those two, they're instant, yeah, yeah instant, high ceiling, yeah. high ceiling, like impact. It, you know, Iggy is kind of slow and steady, like smart. It's like, so important though, like that's part of the yeah. thing. Those, those non-Steph minutes when you have Iggy out there, it's like huge, steadying presence, like you know. He can't shoot still, but it doesn't matter. Like, he can make the right reads. He plays great defense. Like, you know, it's just like it's 
you know, you're not going to get destroyed. You might lose a few points here or there without Steph, but those non-Steph minutes, you're not going to get We're not holding our breath anymore, anymore, Yeah. Right? Like, we're you not know, like, oh, my completely God. completely annihilated. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wiggins can suck during those minutes, and it doesn't matter because we still have so many other people that can make plays, right? Like, again, Bielitz, a great playmaker. Um, I, I, you know, this rotation thing is kind of interesting with Steph kind of, you know, floating in and out during the first quarter. Yeah. Um, we'll see how Changing that goes. Them. Yeah. Cause you know, it, no secret that it doesn't seem like he likes it very much, but we'll see how it goes. I, I'm excited and you know, we're, we're hitting the stretch where we're going on an East code road trip to play some pretty tough teams. This will be a pretty good barometer of where we stand. I won't lie. I'm, I, I think it's very possible we'll get one of the top two seeds in the West. I don't think we're one of the top two teams in the West come playoff time. Some teams might get healthier. Some teams might get, you know, might do some trades. The Lakers. I'm not ready to crown them. Oh, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like you said, you know, Clips, if Kawhi gets healthy late in the season, like that's obviously a dangerous team. If, you know, Lakers can get healthy and figure out what to do with Russ. Obviously a dangerous team. Jamal Murray on the Nuggets coming back if he comes back late in the season, right? It's like, these are all possibilities. So, you know, that's, for us, it's like, record-wise, like you said, we might be most likely, you know, if everything goes well, like, you know, we'll be a top three seed. But like, whether or not we're actually a top three team, like, yeah. that's still yeah. TBD. to be determined. Yeah. TBD, we'll like, a, like a blue family fundraiser. Yeah. <laughs> With um, your help. Was it T- TBD or is it is it TBD? Yeah, it They couldn't figure out what the, they wanted to what They were raising money to. for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they I wanna... used George Michael's <laughs> photo for TBD or something. Him doing the lightsaber stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, I want to wrap this up um, talking about this interesting discussion about the box one defense. And, you know, Warrior Warrior faithfuls will remember in 2019 when our roster was decimated in the playoffs, uh, particularly with, you know, no no KD and um, no, no play. play. Yeah. yeah, they went to a box and uh, the Raptors went to a box and one on us and uh, tough to tough to admit, but it worked. It's funny that we're rolling it out now to pretty high levels of success at least against the hawks and the bulls uh why do you think it's worked well for us well you have to have the one thing that we didn't really have before right like other teams like the raptors implemented that because they had pretty much either lowry or fred van fleet exactly chasing stuff around on the boxing one so for those people who don't know basically it's a defensive scheme that is you have one guy guarding man-to-man. So usually you would throw your best defender on the best opposing best player, and you would have the rest of the four players play a box-style zone where you yeah. cover a little area in a square, basically, a box. Yeah. And, and, so, it's, and I think the Warriors kind of have a little bit of a tweak to it where they actually trap hard, a little bit harder than I think the Raptors actually did to Steph. Um, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah to uh to get the ball off their hands and stuff like that so um but yeah the idea is is you know pretty much the same like you know we obviously can't run stuff like that previously um because um you know we don't really have i mean we have some good defenders individually but you don't really want to put draymond or 
you know, maybe Clay, like you could have done something like that. But we, I don't think we really had the, the personnel for it. But now with GP2 being basically all NBA defender level, like hounding your opposing guard, like, you know, if you have a star point guard or a star, you know, shooting guard, you can just throw GP2 on them. Right. And if the rest of the team isn't super solid and you don't, you know, they don't have too much shooting, then you don't really, you can actually play box and one because that's what worked against us. You know, previously, we had no shooting outside of Steph. So they're just like, oh, take the ball in Steph's hand and then make one of the other guys make a three and defeat the, and you can't, right? Or you put, get into the middle of the zone and then, you know, collapses, right? And then, uh, you know, Grandma get in the middle of the collapse zone, then he pass out to a shooter, can't make the three. He'll pass out that to Alfonso to... McKinney. Yeah. Yeah, so to, or Iggy. So or something. And, yeah. yeah. And then they can't make the three. And yeah. it doesn't matter, right? So then that defense, that's a W for the defense. Yeah. And, you know, that strategy, obviously, for Steph, you know, they're going to try now, but it probably won't work as well. So you probably made, you know, especially Clay back and stuff, like you could just put a five-out lineup on there with, Porter Jr., Bielitsa, Clay, Steph, you know. Mm, <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do, Dame and J- or JP? Like, there's too much shooting. What are you going to do? And good passing. That's the other yeah. thing, right? Good passing, like, smart passing. Like, yeah you're, you're, yeah, you're not relying on, like, Kelly Oubre or, you know. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Or, or Alfonso McKinney to make the corner three. You're like, dude, just stop. Of course that worked because the rest of the guys sucked. But when you have depth like us, and then, like, for, for us – you know, on defense, we're the number one defense in the NBA. And, you know, GP2 hounding these guys and then the communication defensively, Stephson up in his defense this season, you know, Draymond, obviously all NBA defender, DPOY, you know, and then Iggy, smart defender, OPJ's a good defender. Yeah, Loon in the back. Yeah, yeah, Loon in the back, bunch of solid guys. You're just like, man, that makes sense. Like you can play a defense like that because everybody knows where they're supposed to go. You know, nobody's going to, like, gamble. Like, Steph used to be more prone to gambling and stuff. He doesn't do that anymore as much, you know. So he's just, like, play defense, play in your zone, and then just trust GP2 to, like, bother Zach Levine, to bother Trey Young. Yeah. I I, I don't see it working on the good teams, right, because the good teams have shooting. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I love it against, you know, these kind of, like, raw, like, Eastern Conference teams that rely a lot on talent um, and not so much on good schemes and and depth. Yeah, right? Bulls have no depth. Like yeah. they have oh, that was a great, great last night. starting yeah. group plus Alex Caruso, right? Yeah, and then like that's pretty much it. Like mm-hmm. who, they we're just like Alize, whatever. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> you know, they don't have Patrick Williams. They don't have uh, Kobe White. They yeah. don't have Vooch's. You yeah, know, that was out. a big one. So it's like. Yeah, but then even if they had Vooch, like their wing depth and stuff, it's just nothing. They don't have anything. So they got – their roster construction did not allow them to have a lot of versatility. They have a bunch of great players in the starting lineup, but, you know, that's where we use that against them, you know, with Fox and what. And, and you also can't run this all the time. You know, I, I just liked what Kerr and, and his team did. You know, they would throw it out there. Yeah. For GP2 yeah. for a few for, minutes. Exactly. GP2. Take, take Levine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then take Levine out of his comfort zone right away. Right? You have this like guy just in your jersey. And then you pass it anywhere and it's Alize, whatever, trying to shoot a three. And you're like, <laughs> Warriors <laughs> defense, like, that's a dub right there, dude. You know? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious to see. I mean, in you know, the boxing one isn't the only thing they're going to roll out with GB2, right? Like, GB2 is... They've been playing zone with the second unit quite yeah. often. 2-3 three or 3-2. Three, like, yeah. you know, they, they, they zone up. Yeah. You know? it's, it's... Even 1-2-1, one, one, they were playing, you know, stuff like that. So, or 1-3-1, one, one, excuse me, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's exciting, and we'll see how these next couple games go. But um, you know what? I, I'm excited to be back doing this with you, man. And uh, hopefully, next time we talk, we're gonna, we're not going to be a 500 team, which is basically all of our conversations last year. Oh, we're a 500 team again. Oh, we're a 500 team again. Yeah, it's like win two, lose two. Oh, great. Win three, yeah. lose two. Oh, yeah. one plus one, yeah. oh, lose two in a row. Back yeah. to 500. You know. Just to, yeah, dude. Just a very average team for what I would consider was a was a very average podcasting season last year. All right, man. Well, good catching up. We'll uh, we'll chat more.